I've been told the fashion in Ocean's 8 is something to keep you interested. At least my wife thinks so. So at least there's that. But outside of some pretty dresses and some Hollywood glitz and glamour, Ocean's 8 is a sad attempt to showcase that girls can do crime capers as good as the guys can. So, um, I think it's very astute, the observation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Clued and Clueless. Put up, put up. I'm Mario. I'm Kristen. And just real quick, thanks for watching, you know, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple mm-hmm. or maybe not Amazon because I don't think they like me. But <laughs> if you're I listening think, on Amazon, we do not think I don't you know how you find a new that. platform. But also, Google also doesn't like me. So if you're listening on either of those, uh, just send a quick, you know, five stars and leave a comment on if you can leave a comment on them. After you insulted them? I just said find your new platform but not until you review us <laughs> <laughs> review us for a platform it's more the company doesn't like me. Oh, okay. they're like hey log in and I was like I don't know my password and they're like that hey, sounds regardless that really solidly sounds like a you issue <laughs> that really sounds like user error I wish I could defend you I can't it definitely is probably user error but forgetting you, your password yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're just listening to us and you want to watch us you can go to youtube and go to clued and clueless at youtube.com uh, uh we're nice to look at go to youtube i don't know about that well i am no I'm no <laughs> Did you say no i don't want to do this podcast anymore i'm out Okay, um, I, okay, but pe- for people who are on YouTube, I do have some, some exciting news. So I'm staying in a hotel right now, and as you may have noticed, I'm drinking a coffee, and I think every single episode yeah, yeah, we've recorded so far, coffee, really the too. hotel has changed the coffee cup, <laughs> cups. So this time, I have a nice little coffee cup that's colored, and it says a cup of ah. Cup of ah. Speaking of a cup of ah, mm. I am clueless this episode, <laughs> and Kristen is clued in. I am, I am, I am. So I'm really excited for you to see this one. Um, this is one that um, I think that you're really going to enjoy, honestly. Nice. Um, I've only picked ones that she'll enjoy, so. Well, <laughs> you literally, the on um, the longest yard, you were literally like, I think you're not going to like this movie. Well, I didn't think you, you, because I just know you're Adam Sandler, you know, kind of hate. I don't hate Adam Sandler. I just don't love Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm trying to think of an Adam Sandler, Sandler movie I really like. Because even Fifty First Dates, I don't dislike it, but it's kind of like, meh. you're like if Adam. Sandler I like Grown here. Ups. I think Grown Ups is funny, <laughs> but that's because I'm a big Kevin James fan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, moving on from that, um, in a similar vein to Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock. Yes. Um, speed. Similar career path. Um, (laughs) They look identical. Um, Sandra Bullock. um, One of my favorite actresses. I love her. I Uh truly do. In college, we were supposed to... um, I took an acting class. Well, I took a few acting classes. And in one of them, we were supposed to um, say, like... You're supposed to try to figure out what your type is. And you're supposed to, like, ask your friends and, like, whatever and try to figure out what your character type is that you're going to get called in for. Um, And then you're supposed to relate that to, like, actual worker working actors in the industry yeah and um i said sandra bullock because i get called in for a lot of she usually plays those very like straight and narrow kind of characters you know very like no nonsense like kind of characters you know what i mean so love her what what yes she does yeah i was just thinking i was like yeah yeah yeah. that's that's what she always plays in the proposal yeah she always plays like very like high powered like just no nonsense women um, which personally I love. Don't touch my cell phone. Give me my phone. I'm moving it. Oh my god. Jazz texted me. 
Um, or exactly. send me a Snapchat. That's why I had to move it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, Sandra Bullock. Love her very much. One of my favorite actresses. So, that being said, I thought I'd bring you a Sandra Bullock movie. Okay. So, let me ask you a question, Mario. Yes. Do you, do you think you could rob someone? I think rob someone. Do you think someone. you could perform a heist? <laughs> this, <laughs> do I have to find eight friends Let me ask you this. Particular? Do you think you could uh, pull off a heist if you got ten people to help you? Ten people? It's not even eight. If you got ten people to help you. Ten no, I think I need one more. Okay. So that being said, I guess you do not think you could pull up a heist if you only had seven people to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so excited for this. I, I honestly, you said Sandra Bullock. I was like, oh, I'm kind of worried. Tell them what we're watching. So I'm guessing we're watching Ocean's 8. Yes, we right? are. Okay, awesome. I'm excited. Because you're like Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock. Mm. I think she's a fantastic actor. And um, I was like, wow, I'm kind of worried. I watch a lot of Sandra yeah. Bullock movies. But this, oh, that's one I haven't seen. So I'm really surprised. And yeah. I'm excited to see this. I'm very excited for you to see it. Um, I rewatched it again in preparation for this episode. And I still thought it was just as great. <laughs> Loved it. Um, there were, now that I've seen Ocean Eleven... Um, I could draw the parallels and I understood what was going on yeah. a little bit more. Um, I mean, it's, you know, not that I'm not going to understand what happens, but you know, I understand it. Cool. Um, I understand the backstory a little bit more. So yeah. Um, so you're saying that I obviously I haven't seen this. Yes. But does it somewhat tie into the Ocean's Eleven like universe? Um, should I tell you or should I let you? I mean, it if out? if you feel like if I need to figure it out, you shouldn't tell me. I'll just uh, watch. I'm gonna let you figure it out because I think that's fun. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Okay. So going into this, what are your expectations for this film? As a fan of Ocean's Eleven, have you seen the other Ocean films? I don't yes. remember what you said. Okay. So as a fan of the Ocean's franchise, mm -hmm. um, what what are things that you would like to see from this? What are things that you are concerned about? Um. No concerns, and I guess no, like, I need to see, mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be funnier. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, good dry humor mm -hmm. in the oceans, like, like the oceans that I've seen. Yeah. And I feel like this one's going to have a little more goofs and gaffs, potentially. Okay. Now, I'm going to look up really quickly the Ocean series just to see when in the timeline. Okay, so Oceans 11 came out in 2001. Yes. Oceans 12 came out in 2004. Oceans 13 came out in 2007, and Oceans 8 has come out in um, 2018. So there was quite a bit of space between Pretty big those. Gap. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that being said, then let's dive right on into it. I'm oh, really excited gonna, for you to see it. You're not going to read the back of the movie case? Oh, yeah, I should. <laughs> Oceans, thanks for letting me come on your podcast. Yeah, thank you. You know, Oceans Thank 8. you for being a guest here. <laughs> Still learning the lay of the land here. I'm learning how to use a computer, too. Okay. Oh. oh no, that's her hardest part. Yeah, literally using, using any kind of technology. <laughs> um, the IMDb one is like literally only a line. Let me see if I can find a longer one. Usually when I when I just Google the movie, that's how it. Uh, that's what I read from. But if I feel like uh, it's not Google. a great thing, I'll go to IMDb. Hmm. Let's see the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, if you want a paragraph. Um. Well, because it didn't bring up, like, a little thing. Don't look at it, Mario! I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Can uh, you imagine? Okay, here we go. Okay. 
Debbie Ocean assembles an all-female team of thieves and specialists for a heist during the Met Gala, aiming for the $150 million worth of diamonds around the neck of world-famous actress Daphne Kluger. Daphne Kluger. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'm excited to see this. And do you know who's in it? I'm not going to tell you, because I think it's fun to see who ends up popping up. Okay, usually I tell you, but yeah, keep me super in the dark. Uh, Obviously, Sandra Bullock. (laughs) And... I'm going to throw a guess out there. Yeah, Because yeah, I yeah. think I saw Yeah, you know what? Actually, go ahead and go ahead and guess. Guess first. Uh, here's only my two guesses. Because okay. I think I saw them in the trailers. Okay. Like, when this movie was, like, being, like, shown on TV. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, I think it's M- Melissa McCarthy's in there. Okay. Because I think she plays, like, ever so slightly, like, a more serious role. Okay. I believe. And then I think Kristen Stewart. Okay. No, to both of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, if you could, before you watch the movie, if you could assemble a team to try to pull this yeah. off, but of actresses. You don't have to come up with a, a full seven, like, off the top of your yeah. head, but, like, who would you like to see in this film if you were the casting director? Uh, well, Sandra Bullock, because I I think she would just fit no matter what. Agreed. You know, even if she wasn't in this movie, I would put her in this mm-hmm. type of role. Um like I said, Melissa McCarthy, because uh-huh. I think she actually has some good acting chops, and she could really share that off. Um, what, what's her name? What? Don't worry, darling. Oh, uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, heck she yeah. could definitely do that. And then I'm gonna say Scarlett Johansson. I'm just gonna say four because I don't want to. Okay, no, that's forever. a solid. That's a solid group. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, then, that being said, we are going to watch Ocean's 8, and we will be back once Mario has been clued in. Clued in. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to Clued and Clueless. We just finished watching Ocean's 8. Yeah, we did. We sure did. Oh, no. (laughs) Mario's already kind of, I don't think Mario liked it. We just messed up because I gave your Adam Sandler film a chance. <laughs> no, I did not like it. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I just don't think it was on the level of mm. the Ocean's movies to me. Okay, There's, no, I, I, I did enjoy. It. I truly did. Okay, the I just, Ocean, I like the rest of the Ocean's franchise. Yes. Okay, so you hate women? Nah, <laughs> I'll take it back. <laughs> Actually, I'm just kidding. Please, 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 no, 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 no. Five stars. <laughs> this is a great movie. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, just quick little first. Um, no, I thought it, I thought it was really good. It, to me, the only things that like really dropped it mm-hmm. is just I felt like there's like little things part of their plan mm-hmm. that didn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just like oh, okay, you know, like what? Um, uh, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, as we go through my notes, I'll okay. let you know. Okay. Yeah, go you for it. You could beat me up for it. I will. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm sure it's a heist movie. There's going to be parts that don't make sense. Definitely. So I, I mean, believe even, you. I'm just interested in seeing Ocean's one. 11 and 12. Yeah. It's the same thing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's definitely parts. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give a quick recap of the movie? No, you're going to do it, and I'm go- I'll give you a minute to do it. A minute? Okay, do you want two minutes? It's got to be yeah. something that's kind of challenging. Okay. It doesn't have to be challenging, yes, but sure. it does sure. have to be challenging. <laughs> okay, ready? Set. Go. Okay, so Sandra Bullock, um, I don't know, I forgot her first name immediately. Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. Uh, she's uh, Danny Ocean's sister. She's just getting out of prison, and she immediately starts stealing from people, and she realizes, hey, I have this plan that I've written down that I really want to do. I really want to do this heist. 
So she starts getting a crew. She goes to, I guess, her uh, one of her like true friends. Uh, you didn't like that word, true friends, but she's <laughs> she went to one of like her true friends, and they start forming this crew. Rihanna's in there also, and Aquafina. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but they get everyone together, and their whole plan is to steal this like old necklace that's worth one hundred and fifty million dollars, and they're going to put it on Anne Hathaway's neck and steal it from Anne Hathaway. <laughs> So, uh, one big bumper in the thing is there's a magnet actually on the necklace. Mm-hmm. So then they have to kind of quickly solve that, and they get Rihanna's sister. They're like, "Hey, uh, little Rihanna, can you fix my problem?" And they fix it for her, and then so that that's gone. So they pretty much poison Anne Hathaway. I think she's almost like on the verge of death, and oh she my goes. Gosh, and, she's fine. <laughs> she goes and throws up a lot, and Aquafina does the quick little switcheroo. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, the internet's comments going like kind of wonky for me right there, but we'll talk about that. And then they also somehow involve Sandra Bullock's like ex boyfriend, and they kind of pin it all on him. James Corden came in also. Didn't like that. That like dropped it immediately for me because I hate James Corden. I'll say that with my heart. <laughs> say that with my full chest. <laughs> but no. Uh, so they frame him Sorry, in this James, grand, grand scheme of things, and they all walk away. Oh, they also brought back Yen. Yen came back, and they stole even more jewelry. That's my timer. So in total, they each got like three hundred million. Out of this little heist that they it was did. 38 million. 38 million, 200,000, something like that. I thought it was 300. I don't think Maybe so. it's 38 million. Yeah. That makes more sense. 300 million is a lot of money. Yeah. But, point is, um, I thought it was a very good film. I did like how they basically. Because this is like. So, two things, right? Okay. I did like immediately how they kind of just redid the opening. For Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, yeah. There uh, were a lot of like tips bats. of the hat yeah, to the to Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Then she talks about Danny being dead, right? Yeah. I'm kind of like skipping a little bit ahead. And so I'm like, oh, haha. This is like, I guess Danny just pulling like another heist or something like that, yeah. right? And then Ruben comes in. I'm like, hey, it's Ruben. <laughs> and I'm like... Ruben looks a lot older. Yeah. I was like, I know they have like makeup and special effects in 2018. They could make them look younger. Yeah. And then I saw someone's phone and I was like, oh, this is not a prequel. Yes. This does not take place during the same yeah. time. It is actually a sequel. Yes. Yeah. So I was completely thrown off from the gotcha, get-go. Gotcha, gotcha, That's why I'm gotcha. like, oh, that's why he looks older. And I was like, oh. You know, and that's interesting because I think that the title, like, almost subconsciously makes you think it's going to be a prequel, exactly. but it's not. That, it's... That, like, the title alone, like, Ocean's 8. Yeah. Because you go Ocean's 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And then you go Ocean's 8, so it's like, in my brain, it's kind of like a Star you Wars thing. You think that the timeline goes back, but it doesn't. They just use less people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it literally wasn't until the phone that someone put on the iPhone, and I was like... Oh, because yeah. I, I think they did it like in this literally in the next scene, but I just mm-hmm. completely missed it. Mm-hmm. But it was like when they started talking, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "This is a sequel. This is not taking place in like the early two thousand yeah. there, like nineties there or whatever." Right. Uh, so that yeah, I put, oh my god, it's a sequel. <laughs> and then one thing, going to Sandra Bullock getting out of jail, right? Mm. She immediately like starts stealing, right? Yeah. And I was like, 
okay, that's her character. I yeah. understand it. You know, she's kind of like, she's a little more of a ruthless yeah. Danny, yeah. definitely. And I was like, but she's breaking the rules. She, she, There's three rules, and she broke one of them. Yeah. And I was like, don't steal from one who doesn't deserve it. She lives by a different set of rules. She's I not Danny. She I guess she does. What, what, what do you think? What, what any... Like, how, how did you feel about the movie when you saw it? I liked the, the movie. Time? I And now, keep in mind, I saw this movie before I saw Ocean's uh-huh. Eleven. So I had a completely different experience watching this. This was my Which, first introduction to the concept of the Ocean movies. And so, um, so the whole concept of, like, three rules, not in my brain at yeah. all. Um, but um, I like it. I this movie is more like my pacing. Like it was. It I think you're right. I think it had a little bit more humor. It like it wasn't as monotonous, which was one of my complaints with the other one. Mm-hmm. Is that it was just all very same toned. And I don't like the word monotonous because it. And I think I said this in the last one because it has a certain connotation with it that like it's boring. And I didn't think it was boring. It's just it was all the same tone. Yeah. This one had like more hills and valleys because they Definitely. included more jokes. There was more like interesting like pausing if that makes sense. The pacing of this movie was different and it kept my brain more engaged throughout the actual film, um which is something that I really enjoyed from it. Um I also like how smart the movie is in that she does start immediately stealing, right? But she starts immediately like the way that she does it is so clever. And I, again, one of my complaints to the other movie is that, like, it you, it just, everything just kind of, you either don't really understand how it happens and you don't need to. Like, it's just you're watching these guys do cool flips or, like, whatever. It's yeah. just, like, the effect of it. Um, or it's just, like, very physical, the, like, heist. But this heist is very smart. It's very like mentally driven and that's how these women operate so she's not steal like she goes in and she's so smart about it she starts putting things in her bag so for those who haven't seen the movie she walks into um she immediately gets out of jail and needs to start getting things to yeah. resume her life so she walks into a mall and she starts taking some like makeup off the um you know off the shelves and whatever and she goes up and she asks to return it and the lady's like oh you can't do you have a receipt? And she says, no, I don't have a receipt, but you know, it's unopened. The packaging is completely unopened. Everything is brand new. She's like, Oh, I really need your receipt. And she's like, I literally just got this last week. Blah, blah, blah. Do you have the credit card? No, I don't have the credit card. This is ridiculous. You know what? I'll just keep it. Can I have a bag so that she can get out without the thing going off? So like, smart smart the way that she gets her hotel room she just is very you see very quickly how observant she is of her surroundings and how quickly she can think on her feet to piece something together which is something that we don't necessarily get i feel in oceans 11 um because once again in oceans 11 i felt like we got zero backstory zero character development for pretty much anybody we don't get a lot of backstory we don't get a lot of character development but even just the first couple scenes you you build the understanding and the respect for deb ocean's brain because you see how she starts to like maneuver all of these different obstacles to make life go the way that she wants. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven, he just walks out and just starts telling people what to do and you're just like, I guess I'll trust him because he's the protagonist. And so you know what I mean? Like, we don't get to see his smarts in action as much as we do with Sandra Bullock's character. Um, and I think that that ends up carrying throughout the movie. Generally, 
you get to see how a lot of this pieces together a little bit more instead of just watching the action unfold you're following exactly what they're doing to trick the people around them and you get to be a part of that which i enjoyed more instead of just watching events unfold does that make sense i can totally see that i mean yeah. it's definitely two different films like yeah i'm i'm really glad it wasn't just literally right a woman's version of right Ocean's exactly Eleven. yeah um uh, and saying that going back a little bit because you cut it like monotonous and monotonous monotonous yeah <laughs> um one thing that i liked is what they did keep in this movie uh mm-hmm. was the editing style i don't think i brought it up in the um, oh, no, you didn't. oceans 11 that's something i didn't think about at all um like there's a scene in ocean's 11 right they're in the elevator and mm-hmm. they're talking and they're like well who who are we gonna get you know yeah and that's when they're gonna go talk to reuben mm-hmm. well as the elevator door closes the scene is happening mm-hmm. so that was like their version of like a cut pretty yeah much. oh i saw yeah i remember what and they about. do it here also oh. in pretty cool little ways yeah uh, and like i was like oh that's really cool that they kept that same that's like, cool. cutting style yeah because it, it gives it a different feel for yeah. the movie like a lot of movies it's just quick like yeah. obviously there's quick cuts here um but like just adding its own style yeah because it's supposed to be like a you know a heist movie so right. why not do like stuff Something like that make it like suave and yeah just keep that feeling yeah there. Um, I also really quickly wanted to comment on, uh, in regards to the cons being smarter, I feel in this movie, it also, to me makes it feel relatable is not the right word. Um, but like, I guess a little bit more engaged, um, because, or like invested because when I watched Ocean's 11, I feel like at least when I watch movies, there's always a part of it. That's like, could I do this? You know, in some way, sense or form, like, could I could this happen in my life, whatever, regardless of what movie it is. And so I'm watching it and I'm thinking, you know, can I pull this off? And like in that situation, no, obviously, first of all, anyone who knows me can tell you right off the bat, there's no way I could pull off a heist. But like when you're watching it, it's like, okay, no, because I don't have like the gear to do it. You know, like when it was the guys, it's like, I don't have the gear. I don't have the money to do it. Like I don't have the people around me, whatever. When I'm watching oceans eight it's like am i smart enough to do this like am i um you know am i what's the word that i'm thinking of um like am i capable of talking my way around people you know what i mean and like sneaking through and it's just it's again it's a different way that they pulled off the cons and it felt more attainable not that i could do it but it felt more (laughs) like oh okay this is like through who they are and like their decisions and not so much like who they have surrounding them and the money that they have to buy yeah. things if that makes sense i would even say though that they had i could already down i was like they have way better gear in this movie mm. like even if like that super 3d printer oh yeah yeah, yeah. and like the glasses and all yeah. that there's stuff in there that i was like whoa you know <laughs> yeah well not okay yeah you're right because not to discount that they do have gear but so much of this is based on just like your smarts mm-hmm. you know what i mean so much of it is like oh we have to set this up perfectly where we're gonna plant somebody to get a job working for the met gala who then eventually is going to request a nutritionist you know what i mean like it's yeah, exactly. it's a very it's much more elaborate um and and again, and this is where it comes back to my qualms with Ocean's Eleven, because maybe that plan was elaborate, but they never let us see it. Like, we just watched it happen, so... Yeah. I know, like, definitely I think the only person who was, like, on the inside mm-hmm. in Ocean's Eleven was uh, Bernie Mac when they transfer mm-hmm. him as a, mm-hmm. a car dealer. Yeah. 
And that that's one thing I was uh, noticing in this. I was like, almost every single person besides like Rihanna until mm-hmm. like the end was like working yeah. the gala. Yeah. And also I was like, it's very it's very interesting because like again I'm just bouncing off ocean. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like you can't not. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, everyone who everyone obviously has a job in uh, Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. but when they're in disguise, they're never like truly working. Yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, we're wearing this as long as we walk and do something. No one's gonna like whenever uh, the two brothers are dressed up as right. like caterers or anything yeah. like that, or when Brad Pitt comes in as a doctor. Mm-hmm. The only time they're all together and they're all in disguise is like when they're dressed up as SWAT team. Yeah. In this movie, you literally have like Aquafina as like one of the uh, waiters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, oh my gosh, Velma. I just forgot her name. Like, Velma. Aqu- she's in the new HBO Velma. Um, what does Mind- she do? Mindy. In the movie? Mindy. Okay. Mindy. Uh, she, she's a sh- uh, a chef. Mm. You have uh, like you had um, Sarah Paulson. Seriously. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Okay. What are you looking at me like that for? Who's Sarah Paulson? Okay, so Sarah Paulson, she's in America's Horror Story. I know that's like her big credit, but I've never seen it. Oh, she's also in... Is it Bird Box? I think she's in... I know Sandra Bullock is in Bird Box, but I think she's in Bird Box, too. I've seen um, that, but I haven't... Yeah. Again, I, I have no idea who Sarah yeah, Paulson is. Yeah, whatever. Even like right now, you have to literally describe who yeah, she is. Yeah, she's... Oh, she's the one with the blonde hair... Who was working the gala and requested the okay, nutritionist. Okay, there we go, there we yeah. go, there we go, there we go. Yeah, anyway. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, everyone has their rules, you know yes. what I mean? And I thought it was very interesting that everyone's, like, actually in this mm-hmm. doing something. Yeah. And I loved it all up to that point. Okay. And then when the actual heist, halfway through the actual heist, it's when it started falling downhill Oh, no, Okay. <laughs> And it's not even like it was like a bat or anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's just I didn't understand it. I gotcha. guess. Like, uh, because you're a man, I guess and so. women pulled this off. After a certain point, the TV is. After a certain point, your eyes can't see it anymore. The TV is a blank screen. Only women can watch. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes haven't evolved like ours have. I guess not. It's a different frequency we're watching on. <laughs> so, here's where I, I guess I. I Got completely lost. Gotcha. I, I knew the whole point was to 3D print, like, the necklace. Yes. To re-put it on her, mm-hmm. like, they find it, and then, you know, that's supposed to buy them some time, obviously. Right. But, why have Mindy's character, what's her whole point of cutting up the necklace in the in that chef room? Yes. So, the, when they're all leaving, did you notice that they're all wearing the diamonds? So, yes. I, I do notice that. And okay. that's just, like... I don't understand. Because, like, at that point, you know, they found the necklace, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's going back to normal. You can easily just have Aquafina leave. Or right. anyone just leave. Yeah. No one's going to notice. So, it's like, well, I, I, I know, like, they're splitting it, like, seven ways at yeah. this point. Like, it's just, well, it, well, they end up selling the, ne- the jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, that's I mean. not even the point of it. I think the point is just this, this plan is so airtight. Mm-hmm. There is, like... If something goes, like, everything is planned eight steps ahead so that even if something goes wrong, it won't blow the whole thing up. If they just had one person walk away with the necklace, there is a chance that if anything goes wrong, 
All their eggs are in that one basket. The necklace is gone. It's all screwed up. Okay. If you give everyone a different piece, one, note there is a 0% chance now that anyone is going to recognize the diamond. So now there's no way that anybody will find it, period, point blank. Two, um, I think also another piece of it is now not all your eggs are in the same basket. And then I think also they're eventually going to have to resell it, resell value, right? Like you have to, you can't. You can't sell that necklace, so you're going to have to break it up and sell them as individual pieces of jewelry. Um, so I think that that, I, that one less so, but I think it's the first two. One, not having all no, your eggs okay. in the same basket, and also you can't, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that, I mean, that definitely makes more sense. It, and then it, cinematic value, right? <laughs> Being able to get the shot of all of them walking out with, like, the diamonds on yeah. is a pretty big flex, you know? I will say to that, though. Uh, another point that I was like, that didn't really make sense, yeah. is uh, obviously, like, they have this whole thing planned out with the cameras mm-hmm. and all that, right? They know, they're like, the blind spot of the restroom and everything. But I was like, but other than that, mm-hmm. everyone's, like, walking around. Mm-hmm. Like, you you, you would eventually see Aquafina on camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And you would eventually not see, like, Rihanna on camera and then mm-hmm. a Peter on camera. So, to me, that's just, like, well, why dress them up? You know what I mean? Why put more attention on them while they're leaving wearing the jewelry? Because mm. they're in already a disguise. And so they re-put on another disguise. And so it's like, if we're like if planning through all this, it's like, isn't that going to be kind of like noticeable? It's like, well, why did this person just switch clothing? Yeah, I guess you know so. Saying? Yeah, I can, I can see that piece. I guess that would just be a little hole because, yeah, I don't, yeah. That, I don't know Like why. I said, there's just little holes that I was seeing that I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Well... Because I'm trying to think. I guess that the the thought there, because the point of making the blind spot is so that no one is seen, none of those, none of the women are seen outside of the yeah. bathroom. So no one can be placed at that point in that period of time. And then I guess the thought is that the Met Gala is just so congested with people that like, there's no way, like even if they're going through footage, they are not going to go through footage to find random yeah. people and see, oh, this person was a busboy and now this person is walking down in a dress. They, they are really only going to be concerned around, about who was in that vicinity during that time. That definitely makes sense right yeah. now also. Uh, but I get what you're saying. If someone did decide to do that, they would. I just yeah. think that's a one in a million shot that somebody would see these know, people with... A $150 million necklace. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel so. like a security really should pick I, it up. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> And then, like, my, my final little, like, small gripe. Yeah. Uh, besides just James Gordon being, James Corden being. Movie, <laughs> Except for that whole that's thing. That's a huge gripe. <laughs> but uh, his character coming in, right, he's, again, he's just an insurance person. He doesn't, yeah. like he said, he doesn't really care. Yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to bust you. Yeah. He's like, just give me the necklace or I don't care. Yeah. But it was like, he knows, like, who she is. Yeah. You know, they, they have, like, you got history. a history with the family. Yeah, or whatever, right? But in saying that, I was like, okay, well, why doesn't the museum, like, arrest her? And to me, I was just like, I thought it was going to happen like a like a Danny at the mm. end of Ocean's Eleven. He goes to jail for six months for breaking his parole. Yeah. She's obviously trespassing. She's obviously not supposed to be there. Oh, I see what you're so saying. So everyone like, else... she wouldn't have a... Yeah, everyone invitation. else has a good, like, alibi. You know, yeah. they're working there. Except well, her. Well, she has her fake invitation. But, again, he immediately knows who she is. But would she have... If... 
Sarah Paulson's character is actually working for mm-hmm. the Met Gala, I bet she had a real ticket to the Met Gala. There's no way that's fake. Well, yeah. Well, they faked her name, like, to get her on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why she was doing that whole German accent and everything. Oh. She was, like, a German, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, celebrity, I'm assuming. Right. I don't know. That's just that one part, because obviously he But I don't think that that's a plot hole, because she had an actual invitation. She was invited. But she's not who she said she was, you know? She's saying she's Helena something, you know what I mean? Uh, but I guess he's the only one that knows that. It's, yeah. Because he does ask uh, Anne Hathaway's character. is like, do you know who this person is? Yeah. He's the only one that calls her out. He's the only one that knows that's not her real name. Yeah. So unless guess, like said, he, he blows the whistle, yeah. which he doesn't, there's there's no no one would think to arrest her. She's yeah. just a guest at the Met Gala. Exactly. Yeah. And like he said, he doesn't really care. He's yeah. like, he got caught out here. He's like, just give me the necklace or yeah. whatever. So... I get, again, no one at the Met is obviously going to know who she is. Right. Unless, they, again, they're super vegging like everyone yeah. and all this stuff. So, that but that was just like my small little thing. I was like, I think that's like a small little like callback. Not like James Corden himself, but like Wolf Ocean's 12 or 13 or like, like yeah. that same kind of premise. Yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. like um, around that same like thing. Right. Where it's like, again, they don't care. Yeah. They like, they know who he is, but it's like. Look, just give us, yeah. just give us it. Come yeah. on. So, but no. Overall, I really like the movie. I did Good. like that. Even uh, the small little cameos from Ruben and Yin. You know, yeah. get them, get some of the original guys in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and you know, um, Matt Damon and um, what's the other person? Matt. Na- Matt <laughs> oh, I forgot we were going to speak in French accents for this entire thing. We can start now. Matt Damon and Carl Reiner. I have no idea what she's going on about. <laughs> we were going to talk in our French accents for this entire podcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Matt Damon and Carl Reiner. Reiner, Reiner, Reiner. Yeah. How do you say it? Uh-huh. Okay, I just wanted you on record saying you also didn't know. Okay. Um, I don't know who you're talking about right um, now. So Matt Damon and the guy that um, Danny sees at the horse races, the older guy... Oh, yes. They were supposed to have cameos. Saul. But their cameos... Yeah, Saul. But their cameos got cut. Oh, um, kind of sucks. So they got lost. Also, Sandra Bullock... This is all according to my research online. So, you know. <laughs> online Take research. all of this with a grain of salt. Um, but apparently, um, originally, Gary Ross wanted Jennifer Lawrence to play... Um, I think it said that they wanted Jennifer Lawrence to be Anne Hathaway's character. Um... Or Sandra Bullock's character. And then they ended up, there were scheduling issues. And so Sandra Bullock came on board. I couldn't um, see her in any of the, either yeah, of those I, I feel like this was like written for Sandra Bullock because she just has, yes. like we talked about it kind of earlier. She kind of has that like personality. I, I, I feel like I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's incredibly talented. I think she could play Sandra Bullock's character. I wouldn't want her to. I like Sandra Bullock in this role. So um, I think she could play Anne Hathaway's character. And I think she could pull that off pretty well. Um, But then, you know what? Also, I found out through researching, I also found out that Sandra Bullock was originally supposed to be, um, was supposed to play Jennifer Lawrence's character in Silver Linings Playbook. With, um, what's his face? Bradley Cooper. 
Oh, uh, I have no idea. I've never seen that movie. Great movie. <laughs> I was thinking. Let me write that down. Let me write that down. <laughs> you were saying that, and I was thinking of um. Just the monkey oh. in the yeah. brain. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, oh, the the football movie that Sandra Bullock is actually in. Oh, uh, The Blind Side. Yes, I was thinking of that. I was like, what are you talking no. about? It's like, no, no, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, um, seen it. Okay, well, I'll remember that. No, yeah, keep remember that. Put that in your back pocket. <laughs> um, I think you did. You say you had a review. Well, I was gonna say, would you? So, I I've only seen Ocean's Eleven, yes. the two thousand and one one. So I've never seen the other ones. Um, but you, as someone who's seen, you you haven't seen the Frank Sinatra one, right? You've no, just seen the like seen recent the one, yeah. franchise. Okay. So now that you've seen those and you've seen this one, would you be surprised to hear that this movie scored lower in? All categories, almost all categories across IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Because I know you said that you liked Ocean's Eleven better, but would you be surprised that that was also the agreement for critics and audiences on both of those platforms? So I'm going to look at the camera when I say this. I'm not surprised <laughs> because I feel like people really uh, wanted to, for whatever reason, attack an all-woman's cast mm-hmm. doing this type of movie. Uh, I feel like it was hurt from the get-go. Um... Like, like I said, I actually really enjoy this. Uh, it doesn't matter if it was an all-woman's mm-hmm. cast. I just think it was good. Yeah. And sequels or spinoffs are already difficult. Yeah. Like, they're already... Especially, like, if the original movie, or in this case, movies, are well-loved um, and, like, held very dearly to people, that's already a huge mountain that you're up against. You know what I mean? Um, just bef- like before anything else is even layered on top of that. Yeah. In this case, the fact that it's becoming an all-female cast. Um, so that being said, actually, I'm going to read you some review exper- excerpts from this movie and the Ocean's Eleven movie that we watch. So if you can uh, see if you can guess which reviews are for which, okay? okay? Yeah. Oh, this is fun. These are taken from the ratings um, on IMDb. The ratings with the highest votes. So these are audience. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Testing, testing. (laughs) I got close to the mic and I can't not talk into it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Ready? I thought that was a jump scare for people with headphones. It's going to be a jump scare for me when I have to hear it. It's cut it out. (laughs) Oh, it hurt. No, cut it. (laughs) Cut, don't. I hope you're having a nice day today. Thank Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Review number one. It's so slick that you don't mind that it couldn't possibly work in real life, but instead it just appears so clever. Uh, I'm going to say that's Ocean's 8. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. That's okay. Ocean's 11. Now, far too convenient heist and its various eyebrow-raising conveniences... Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eight. Was that actually Ocean's Eight? Okay. Yep. I feel like Ocean's Eleven had way more convenient. Uh, con- I agree. I like, There's going to be a convenient. theme to these yeah. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see actors come together in a movie and interact so well without having to be pretty or the badass heroes in the movie. Okay, that's Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The women primp preen and try to look good as eye candy in a comedy that has no laughs or a thriller that offers no thrills. Wow, that's totally <laughs> interesting. 
Fresh-faced, extremely cool and slick. Yes, it's shallow, but so what? Eat popcorn and enjoy. And while it not, might not be the world's most original and inspiring movie, it's a solid piece of entertainment, pleasing critics and audiences alike. I want to say that's Ocean's 8, but I feel like it's Ocean's 11. Ocean's 11. Yeah. Born out of Hollywood's recent spat of female-driven updates and oh redos that have been born out of the industry trying to make up for past mistakes and inequalities perceived or otherwise, Ocean's 8 should be a silly yet entertaining ride, but this mundane exercise in wannabe hipness and sassy smarts is the type of film that exudes self-worth and believes itself to be something that unfortunately it is not. I wonder which movie that is. <laughs> Next. It's cinematic junk food of the highest order. But then, since when has junk food not been satisfying? <laughs> uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> and then last one. I've been told the fashion in Ocean's Eight is something to keep you interested. At least my wife thinks so. So at least there's that. But outside of some pretty dresses and some Hollywood glitz and glamour, Ocean's 8 is a sad attempt to showcase that girls can do crime capers as good as the guys can. So, um, I think it's very astute, the yeah. observation that you made, that um, it adds a layer of, it adds an additional obstacle that this is an all-female cast. It, it's so silly because like the, going to the coincidence one right mm -hmm. i was like oceans 11 relies a lot on like yeah they plan it out a lot right yeah yeah but there is a lot of coincidences 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 that, this is, this is. you can't say words longer than seven letters and i have a coffee today <laughs> a coffee but anyway i feel like that happens way more in oceans 11 than eight mainly because like they plan like way better in yeah it. like what yep what are you what are you talking about did, and, did you even watch the movie exactly and actually um so back at the beginning of that little game that little exercise when i was still <laughs> pretending that we were trying to guess which one was which um they did actually specifically point out what they thought were the conveniences mm -hmm. and the conveniences it says it's various eyebrow raising conveniences oh, re before you read them oh yeah, yeah yeah the only one i can truly say mm -hmm. oh that's convenient right mm -hmm. is her sister Yes. That's like the only yes. one. Agreed. Okay. No, it says far too convenient and it's um, heist and it's various eyebrow raising conveniences. Parentheses. Gang members getting jobs at Vogue magazine and random catering contracts. Which is some... They, they, that was planned. Like yeah. it's... It, you know, I was listening to um, uh, Violating Community Guidelines. Shout out Brittany Broski and uh, Sarah Shower. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, for subscribing. I hope um, they are. They, cool. they are. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I was listening to them and something that they talk about a lot being two comedians, um, it, it, being two non-male comedians, is they talk a lot about how difficult it is for women to just get past the initial oftentimes subconscious but the initial assumption that women are just not smart enough to pull off certain things so like the assumption that that's a convenient how do you think that she, she just fell into a a job at vogue you think that that wasn't planned that wasn't manufactured that wasn't manipulated like come on you know what i mean yeah. um and like it's just it's it's just this idea that like Oh, well, that's convenient. Instead of like, well, no, clearly they planned, they, they clearly planned this. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, anyway, they talk about that a lot. And they talk about that in comedy as well, about how difficult it is for 
um, people that are not men to make jokes because a lot of time, and especially women, because especially um, a lot of times, like, unless you are very explicitly saying like, I'm being sarcastic, this is a joke. There's an idea that women aren't smart enough to make clever jokes. And so sometimes you'll make a joke online and then some man will come along and be like, oh, well, yeah, because you're supposed to do this or that and whatever. And it's like, yes, this was sarcastic. This is obviously, I'm not an idiot. Like, can you, anyway, whatever. That's a, I won't go listen to Violating Community Guidelines. That's a, a plot point in a, one of the Always Sunny episodes. Oh, really? Have you ever seen that show? No. Totally. Should we, maybe we'll watch it. I, I think I would really like it based on what it's I know. It's so that. funny, right? But one of the things, um, they have uh, D. Mm. She's like really depressed at this point. And uh, she goes and does like comedy, right? Mm-hmm. But all her jokes are just self-deprecating. Yeah. And so everyone thinks they're funny, but it's really she's just depressed and just saying oh, whatever, no. right? And so like when she kind of starts getting like, like better, happier, because yeah. everything's kind of going right, she starts trying to like real jokes Mm -hmm. and then everyone hates her (laughs) oh my god but like it's also like they again they in a lot of these reviews and i just took excerpts obviously but a lot of these reviews were like oh yeah like we took hollywood leading men traditionally very handsome blah blah blah, whatever and like they just had great chemistry and like they just came, came together and made this great movie and this and that whatever but then the women it was Oh, the women are just showing off and they're just eye candy and they're this and that. Those men were cleaned up for casino scenes. They were in tuxes. That was the whole, that's the whole thing. They're all cleaned up for the most part. They're And like, like these women are going to the Met Gala. Yeah. Are they not supposed to be dressed up? And it's like, obviously, no, they're going to be dressed up. But it is just this idea that like women cannot exist and especially when they are like all dolled up, women just cannot exist without the idea that it is for the purpose of being perceived. It is for the purpose of being eye candy for this and that. It's not for the heist that they're trying to pull off because yeah. they're the freaking Met Gala. Um, Going off one of the reviews that mm-hmm. you said uh, about like this is just Hollywood's attempt at mm-hmm. uh, redoing an, an old IP and all that. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was watching the credits and I was like, oh, it's Steven Soderbergh. I was like, the guy who literally directed the original movies and he was the executive producer yeah so it's like he even signed on to do this mm-hmm. thing so it's like i, I can't even, you can't even say it's like oh it's just hollywood refreshing the ideas no. when he's actively putting his name on here and like being the executive producer for it yeah it's, it's just silly it is it is just silly and it's just again like when i so when this movie when i saw the credits or the um trailer for this movie in back in 2018 I was very excited to see it. I was like, oh, this seems super interesting. And I like heist movies. Like I said, I like anything that has to do with like heists or like where they're like spies or like whatever. I like that kind of stuff. So um, I was super excited to see it. And I had wanted to get into the Oceans franchise. I just hadn't seen any of the movies yet. So I was like, this is perfect. I'll watch this. Um, And I remember I was with my family and we were trying to figure out what movie to watch. And I was like with my extended family and we were all tossing out ideas and I go, and, you know, no one can decide in a movie. And I'm, like, with my male cousins who are, like, around my age. And I'm, like, oh, perfect. Let's go watch Ocean's 8. A heist movie? Like, come on. Everyone yeah. likes a good heist movie. And one of my cousins literally said, he called, he said, oh, no, the, the one with all the girls. And I said, yeah. And he goes, that's a chick flick. And I looked at him and I was, like, do you know what Ocean's 8 is about? And he kind of looked at me and I was, like, you know it's a heist, right? You know that there it's a heist movie? He was like, yeah, but it's all women. And I was like, so that makes it a chick flick? Are you kidding me? I was, I was, well, I was, I was angry. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding? Just because, <clears throat> anyway, frustration. It's like frustration. calling a sucker punch a chick flick just because like. 
Just because women place, are in it. Yeah. It takes place in, like, a woman's, uh, like, penitentiary, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, come oh, on. There's literally cool. no piece of this that is... Anyway, whatever. But, like, um, but like I was saying, you know, they, I, a lot of things praising, like, the men's chemistry and stuff on, um, um, in their movie. But then it was a really big rumor when this movie was coming out. Um, that was very destructive, a very big rumor that was circulating that all of the women were constantly at each other's throats and this and that, whatever. And they had to come out multiple times and be like, no, like we're all in a big group chat together. We're constantly laughing together, this and that, whatever. And it's, again, it's just this idea that women can't work together without being catty and this and that, whatever. But when men get together, it's a great time and everyone's got a scotch in their hand and a cigar in the other and they're making a great movie and whatever. I mean, that's just so dumb. It's like, stupid. Like, like I said, I enjoyed I, And I knew, like, when you brought up the whole reviews, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like this is going to be a bunch of film bros who are just like, oh, yeah. It's like, okay, first of all, like, I do enjoy the Ocean series, yeah. but it's like, you definitely have to go into that with, like, a lot of disbelief. Yeah. And it's a lot of just, like, again, they're just going to want to do everything. Exactly. And like, in this one, you see a lot more, like, planning. And even though, like I said halfway through like the heist i was like yeah oh, that kind of doesn't really make sense but i was like i enjoyed like everything up to it right the coincidence i didn't enjoy it was like rihanna's sister whatever you yeah know? it's like okay that's just a small thing right that's not gonna take away from this film right in the grand scheme of things yeah I don't know. and it's again like you just have to like you said you just have to suspend your disbelief exactly. which is like you're and gonna I mean, have to even this film suspend your disbelief yeah. it's just a silly heist movie i know like it's obviously and that's what like grinds my gears is that the the reviews for oceans 11 were all like yeah, like it's not a good movie, but like just enjoy it. Yeah, like, yeah it doesn't not, make sense. They're but not, just have a good time. <laughs> they're not cinematic masterpieces in any way. Oh my god! But whatever. I don't. We don't need to gripe on this. I just. I, we would be remiss if yeah. we did not touch on that because Definitely. that is a big piece of this film and how it ended up doing at the box office. I'm sure, and like you know, all of all that other stuff. You can't have this conversation about taking. A traditionally all male franchise and flipping it and you know think that there is absolutely Definitely. no repercussions of that or consequences of that yeah <sighs> you know that sucks and, I, and i'm pretty <laughs> sure like there was talks for like sequels for this movie yeah. and i'm sure like there were i think there were supposed to be sequels i think there is still talks huh. i don't know if it's supposed to be like an hbo or netflix thing know. at this point And to be fair, this movie also came out in 2018. So by the time that, like, it's kind of run its course and, like, they would start production on another movie, we're probably getting to be end of 2019, early 2020, and the pandemic hits. So, you know, so we have no idea if maybe it was in conversation and it just was not feasible. Um, Honestly, who knows? Who knows? Excited to see where the future goes, though. I know. I would like to see more of these i and again as just a huge sandra bullock fan and a fan of these kinds of movies i would love to see more films come out of it um yeah i think i read uh an interview from sandra bullock after she filmed the lot the lost city mm. uh she's taking a break from acting really focusing more like on her family she has done a lot she's had a giant career she is she has so many credits like she you know there's Everyone can take a break whenever they want. But sometimes there's actors who, you know, do like one or two big movies and then take a break, which is 
totally valid. But, like, she has just been cranking movies out yeah. for, like, her whole career. And, like, huge movies. And they're never, like, titles. not bad. No, yeah. And it's like, you, you, like, you see some, like, insane. It's like, yeah, okay, you're kind of just doing movies. That, yeah. It's almost like the new movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, Sandra Bullock seems like she actually just, like, she just lo- one, she just looks like she just loves acting. And yeah. it's like, wants to get onto these, like, big projects. Yeah. And so it's like, again, she's, for as long as I've been watching movies, like, from... Uh, the 90s. Yeah. Like, from when I started watching, like, 2000s, from the 90s going all the way to now, I feel like there hasn't been, like, a year where she hasn't really been in a movie. She's just always in something. And again, they're huge. Um, I saw a few weeks ago um, a movie that she was in with Bradley Cooper. It was called All About Steve. Um, it came out in 2009, and I had never seen this movie before, but I watched it because I love Sandra Bullock and I love Bradley Cooper, and um, it was one of his earlier credits. Um, but it was so interesting because, like I said, she, like we've been talking about, she usually plays characters in the same vein, um, but this character, she was still very intelligent, but she was like socially not, she was not good socially. She couldn't really connect yeah. with people. Um, the whole thing was that she was like this big nerd pretty much and like could not take social cues from the people around her. And like she ends up following this guy, like she gets, so they go on one date, she gets really attached to him and ends up like following him across the country. It's, it's, it's a funny movie. It's a cute movie. It's endearing. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing that because it was a kind of character that I don't typically get to see her play. Yeah. Um, so that was that was super cool. And she did great. Like she is just she's a wonderful performer. I really love her. Sandra Bullock, um, if you would like to sit down and have a cup of coffee with me and discuss performance, <laughs> um, that would be fantastic. I'll be waiting on your call. <laughs> Email clued at <laughs> uh. You have any more notes? Because I, I think I'm running. I ran out. I got like one more, really, but it's nothing important. We'll say it. Oh, it's just like don't leave the people wondering. You're right. Well, maybe, maybe my it's my secret book. No one can hack this. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you no, know, my my whole thing is like, do you think Danny is actually dead? I don't know. I if this movie stands alone, it's up in the air. I think that they were probably leaving room for if they do make sequels for him to either cameo or for him to be a part of another Ooh. movie. Because I think it'd be great if they did another one and she finds out he's not really dead and um, they do a heist together, you know. Or maybe she tries to pull off a heist and in the middle of it they end up finding out he's not. Like, they're trying to rob someone yeah. and Danny's like in the den having, you know, a cocktail with that person. And or she's like, whoa! He's like doing the heist already. He's <gasps> beating her to the point. Ooh, that would be so cool! That's really good. If she ends up finding out that like somebody somebody's competing and at the end it ends up being her brother. Steven, get on it. Come on, you guys. We got it. <laughs> also, I would now like to audition because this was I was part of the plan planning process <laughs> i feel i'm owed that <laughs> oh and speaking of your backstory thing i did i did like uh they did like 10 years or what yeah what was it, what was well like? i don't think it was it was a specific time but they just kind of yeah they just showed said, like, where they all kind of end up and what they do oh no no no, no, no not that part oh. i meant the uh like it's like middle of the movie explaining like how he wronged her 
Oh, how the they guy... They do, like, a flashback. Yes, right? exactly. And, like, he... This is another one where, like, there's not really, like, a villain. Like, you know, like, not yeah. in the traditional sense. But we just know that we don't like that guy. But you know why. We get a little... And it took, like, three minutes, not even, to, like, do the backstory. But it's like, okay, yeah, obviously she doesn't like him. He sold her out, you know? You learn a little bit about their relationship. You learn that she trusted him and that he sold her out. Yeah. Um, it, it does do uh, better in, like... Uh, character building, I would say. Yeah, and they don't do much. Like, it's still not a lot of character building because, like, there's not a lot of time in films like this, Um, especially if you're going to include a comedy element. So that's... I'm willing to give these kinds of films a little bit of grace when it comes to character development, but they gave us a little bit more, you know? Um, Not saying a lot, but it gave us a little bit more. But just a little bit more. And... um, you know, one of my gripes with Ocean's Eleven was that at the very end, they had that moment where they were all like, man, we pulled it off, you know. <laughs> and um, But, like, they hadn't really taken the time to develop those relationships. And this one, they took a little bit more time, but it was so subtle, but it, it paid off, which is why it, the last one, I think it frustrated me so much because it's like there's a way to do it. Um, where it doesn't have to be super time consuming. So it was in little things. It was in Aquafina and Mindy Kaling, like her, t- Aquafina teaching Mindy Kaling's characters how to, um, how to swipe on Tinder. Like you see a little bit of the character development. You see all of them together, like eating pizza together and asking questions. Like you, when Anne Hathaway's character comes in, they're all just hanging out in the den and you can just see it in their body language. Like they're sitting like, there's, I forgot which two characters it is, but one of the uh, characters is sitting in a chair and one of the other women is sitting right in front of her and leaning back on her chair. You can see that there has been some sort of camaraderie that has come out of this situation. And we just didn't get that in Ocean's Eleven, so it didn't lead to as good of a payoff at that last scene where you want to feel like, yes, we overcame this together. It just didn't, it didn't feel like that. And you know, they st- it still had that sense of we're doing business together because their last scene together is all of them on the bus, like not even acknowledging each other. So it's still like, okay, we did our job and now we're all going our separate ways. But you just got that moment of appreciation um, when they're all seeing all the jewels together and they're all hanging out and they're eating pizza, they're having beer together. You can tell that they became maybe not friends, but they there was a mutual respect that grew mm-hmm. out of doing this together. And then they go their separate ways. And it's just, you know, I, I appreciated that. It was small and it was subtle, but it leads to a much better payoff in the end. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Also... Mario didn't know who Helena Bonham Carter is, I so I just I need I need to explain to you who that is. <laughs> she was married to Tim Burton. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She was married to Tim Burton, and she traditionally this was a very different kind of character for her. Traditionally, she plays a lot more eccentric kind of characters. So she um, was in the movie uh, make of Sweeney Todd. She played Mrs. Lovett. Um, I believe she voiced, um, she was in a lot of Tim Burton films. She voiced a character in um, The Corpse Bride. She's in Harry Potter. <laughs> have you uh, seen, wait, so have you seen I, the Harry Potter movies? I can't remember. So I've only seen Up to Goblet of Fire. Okay. But I do not really remember the movies. So I you couldn't tell you seen her. You haven't seen her in... In Harry Potter, then, And then yeah. I also, I was making a face just for audio listeners. I have not seen Corpse Bride either. Or Sweeney Todd. Um, did you see Alice in Wonderland? The new one? Like, well, the new one. The one that had Johnny Depp in it. She played the Queen of Hearts in that. No. 
Okay. Well, all you need to know is that she typically plays much more eccentric and eclectic kind of characters. I, I got that from, like, just watching this. Is like, she definitely wasn't giving off, like, every other person kind of vibe. Where she was, like, kind of looking around. Kind of yeah. I mean, she her character was unique in her own way. Mm-hmm. But this character was a lot smaller. She yeah. usually plays, like, like, either like deranged characters or just like uh, characters that take up a lot more space than this character does if that makes sense um i just pulled up pictures of her characters oh so, she's her in the harry yes okay. yes wow i would have never guessed that because this is a very very different oh, kind she's of person Sleepy Hollow. where are you looking at i think you're right so but far right over here up one this? Yeah. This is Sweeney Todd. Oh, that's not Sleepy Hollow? No. Oh, no um, but she would be in... Oh, she's in Les Mis? I've never seen Les Mis. <laughs> Stay tuned. Clued and Clueless. Les Mis. Oh, no. Um, it's, it. it's a long one, so you better oh, settle in. <laughs> um, but yeah, she typically plays much larger characters. Um, and sometimes they're a little crazy. A lot of times they're a little crazy. <laughs> so this was a very, very different kind of character for her. Yeah, very Yeah, I definitely time. need to see more of yeah. her. Yeah. She's incredible. She is an incredible, incredible performer. She's another one where, um, Helena, call me. Thank you. <laughs> um, we'll just text, we'll start a group chat, me, you, and Sandra, and we'll just kind of hang out. I'm making friends for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Clued and Clune. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) This is really really Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Clued and Clueless. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my my handle is at Kristen Hosty, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-H-O-S-T-Y. If you want to follow Clued and Clueless, our Instagram is at Clued and Clueless, it's Clued and Clueless podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Clued underscore Clueless. If you want to email us, which please do, um, email us suggestions, comments, opinions for new things. We're open to both of us being clueless while y'all are clued. Um, feel free to email us at clued at clued and clueless.com. And then if you want to follow, follow my friend Mario over here. Yeah, if you want to follow me for whatever reason, it's uh, on Instagram. It's M-E-R underscore R-I-O. And if you're an audio, only an audio listener on Spotify or mm. uh, Apple or Amazon or wherever, maybe not Google, because I'm still trying to work on that. <laughs> but if you want to watch us instead, uh, we're on YouTube at Clued and Clueless Podcast. So mm-hmm. check us out there also and subscribe. Give us a like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>